Hello there. Welcome to the Yummy Factor, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the mesmerizing world of filming food commercials. I'm Xander, food and tabletop director, and I'll be sitting down with the true masters of the craft, including directors, food stylists, practical special effects wizards, and anyone involved in this crazy world to hopefully shed some light on what it takes to make food look absolutely mesmerizing on screen. Today, I'm talking to hand model Katarina Pavlovska. We explored the art of hand modeling and how it's all about posing your fingers in ways that feel completely unnatural but looks fantastic on screen. A talent that takes years to perfect and is essential for any food and tabletop commercial. Check out Katarina's awesome work in the description below. All right, Katya. Yes. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. How's it going? Really, really good. It's a sunny day here in London, so um, happy days. Nice, yes. Uh, 10th of January, it being sunny. That's uh, that's something we're all happy about. <laughs> well, it's pretty much a miracle in this, this town, as you know. <laughs> so, um, Kat, you are a hand model. Correct. And I think it's going to be super cool to talk to you because, uh, you know, exploring all the different people who are involved in making the ultimate food and tabletop commercial come to life, we should not forget about the hands <laughs> that come into the frame, that hold the food, that chop the food, that yep. are part of the pack shot, that hold the package at the end, that rip open the package, that have to do all these things that need to look good, not only, you know, from your beautiful hands, but also every action has to be fast and precise and smooth and no, 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 no. Put your finger on your pinky. That's right. I'm, my, my pinky, in fact, has a, its own name. I call him Bob. Bob. Because he normally misbehaves. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's start from the beginning. When were you aware that you could have a job in holding things in front of the camera. When did I decide to do hand jobs? So, um, <laughs> I didn't want to say it like that. <laughs> well, I mean, let's call things in their, their own name. Um, first of all, it is a job, just like you described. It's not just someone being born with beautiful hands and I don't want to put all the medals on my chest, but it is sometimes a quite a hard working job in terms of you being under the table, crawled in a little snail, um, making sure to avoid those shadows, etc. Right, right. Because I, I know this for a fact. You, you put the package in the set and you start lighting and you put the tripods and the reflectors. And once yeah. everything is there, they go like, oh, now we need to get the hand model in there because, you know, the hand is attached to an actual person. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My favorite part is when they just grab my hand and start moving it as if it's just unattached to a body. And they're like, oh, but can you do this? And you're like, well, physically impossible. I mean, you show me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, to go back to the start, well, actually today, funny enough, I was thinking about it and it's exactly 10 years since I started doing hand modeling. Wow. Prior to that, I was doing normal modeling uh, as a full body modeling as Weird as it sounds, normal modeling, not normal modeling. Not that hand modeling is not normal modeling, but it's art modeling, as they call it. Jesus. Yeah, so 10 years ago, I started it in London. 
pretty much only been doing it in the UK. A few jobs I actually did in Germany, Perfect. in Berlin, as a matter of fact. And one was also involved cooking and chopping and all that. So that was fun. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so 10 years ago, I started that, signed up with an agency. And given that I was already modeling for so long, there were quite a few times that on a normal modeling job, um, they would just be like, oh, actually, you have pretty hands, so let's just paint them and you're going to hold this packaging on that packaging or that bag or whatever without my body even being involved. So that, in a way, kind of kick-started my hand-modeling career because I already had some portfolio to it. Uh, and um, uh, did, you, did you get, like, uh, is, is there a separate... But there's probably you have a separate agent for your, your yes. hand modeling jobs, yeah. Yes, I believe. I mean, these things you do need is like a bit more specialized and mm -hmm. niche agency. And um, yeah, I've just applied for all of them in the UK, and the best one, which has been around since the eighties, um, they were just a lovely uh, couple. They are the best in the business, I think, probably worldwide, just because they, um, yeah, they passed on their legacy now to their daughter and uh, son-in-law. I've started with them and they were just absolutely amazing. Probably the best agent I've ever had throughout my whole modeling career. They were just the most honest, um, caring and yeah, just always on point on time and, and always stood by our side and they still do until today. That's very important. Very important. But yeah, um, I didn't really think about that hand modeling could ever be paid well enough to like venture into it. But It was fun. It was interesting. It was a good sort of side hustle to start with, just, you know, next to my normal modeling. And once you do a couple of jobs, you realize, well, actually, this is even more fun. Mm -hmm. Don't have to wake up pretty. You know what I mean? Like, don't need to wash your hair in advance. Like, you know, it's just fun. I mean, not that you need to show up as a, as a broom, but <laughs> hey, just keep those little nails intact and... Luckily, I've been blessed probably since I was born. Like I always had good hands. I never had um, any like wounds around my cuticles. You know, like some people, you, sometimes you look and you're just like, oh my God, how do you live with yourself? I never like been biting my fingers or any of that stuff. So, But when it comes to taking care of your hands, have you also always been like, you know, those legends where they say, yeah, like hand models, they have to like put like a you know, a kilo of moisturizer on their hands, put on some gloves, like wrap that in cellophane paper, and that's how you go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you would wake up as a prune, but no. <laughs> I, um, I actually don't. I know that some individuals do. Some of the actually most successful models I know who are a bit older now, but yeah, they've kind of do that whole routine. But I suppose because they, they're older, they kind of probably need it more, but I'm young and beautiful, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um but i'm joking to be honest i just i think if it was high maintenance for me personally yeah, yeah. i don't think i would be doing it so much and so often right. um my nails were just naturally always quite healthy grew really quick so even if i need to chop them down for a job and come back really quickly so never been a problem and never really disruptive with my normal daily life one question would be a lot of times when when we have hand models on the job, the um, production gets a manicurist. Yes. So do you go to a place or do you do it yourself? Normally, a production highs, uh, well, like the, the really high level proper jobs, um, they normally do hire professionals simply because in 
you know, in the span of a day, you may need some nail changes. You mm-hmm. you may smudge something or may destroy, depending what you're doing. You know, maybe you're cracking eggs and scratching the nails, and maybe you have to go to web to redo it. So ideally, there's always a professional on set. They don't call themselves manicurists. They are nail artists because they're artists and they're normally session manicurists in in a sense. And they are much more skilled. Um, They know how to make sure that even in macro, the nails are perfect. Um, Rather than when you go to a little Chinese lady on the corner, it's unlikely that it's going to be pristine. So... Right. Um, sometimes some of the clients request that, uh, that you just do it in advance. But in that case, I normally just do it myself because I feel like I can do a better job by now than someone on the corner. Right. Uh, if it's a particular color, yeah, of course, maybe I'll go and then get it painted like a French manicure or something. You just go get it done elsewhere. But yeah, as a sort of fool, there's always a professional on set, just like everyone else. Sure. And then one thing, because you just said that a particular job or project needs different nail polish you know like you would like put on one color then get it off put on the next but what i remember on a job that we were like discussing that and 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 did that is the hands suffer a bit throughout that process like you have to be very like it's it's time consuming because getting it off putting it on letting it dry takes a bit of time yes and then you know, same thing as having a person who shaves right before the shoot and might be a little bit irritated on his face, on his skin. The hands also might get a little bit irritated from the whole, yeah. you know, nail polish process. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, depends on the job. Majority of the jobs, it's fine. I mean, suffering would probably be the exaggeration, but um, if it's a couple of changes and if it's a really like, highly pigmented color, say red or blue mm-hmm. that may stain nails or may right. get like really deep into the cuticle, then yeah, of course, it's going to be a bit more hard to get it out and make sure that it looks perfect again for the next shot. But that's normally productions and the whole, um, the, their task to make sure that the shots follow in that order. That you go from nude to Correct. more color that, that you say, okay, Correct. So then let's say the, the natural most... nails and the last one is like in the evening exactly. where the dinner's done and she has like yes. this fantastic red polish. Yeah. <laughs> so like glitter or red or blue or whatever should normally go the last because it gets really deep in the cuticle and it's a nightmare to get off. <laughs> there are some tricks like putting some oil around the cuticle, a pen, like I know for a fact it helps a lot. So even myself, if I do red nail before I take it off, I normally put a bit of oil around the cuticle and then you take it off and kind of oil helps to build a barrier so it doesn't get soaked into the skin. Oh, all these tips. <laughs> I know. I'm sure you're going to be doing it tonight. <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously the skills you just said that the job that you did in Berlin was about like cooking, chopping. Yeah. That is the one thing that I always have in the back of my head when we're looking for hand models that need a particular skill is... I don't just want to look at pictures, like let's do proper casting. Like I want to actually yeah. see the hat model, you know, slicing a tomato, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, because you like for certain spots, if you want to say she is very good in the kitchen, then, you know, you have to see those skills. You can fake it. Indeed. And uh, I mean, obviously I know for a fact that you're a good cook. <laughs> That's right. I do love cooking. And just like I said, you see like, if hand modeling was disrupting my daily life and my cooking and baking, the things I really love, I probably wouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really, of course, I burn myself occasionally, which which sucks. But I try to be just a little bit extra careful in my case. Mm-hmm. But 
again, it doesn't cripple me and I don't wear gloves, which I probably should be doing, to be very honest. But I'm pretty easygoing, as you know, I'm just not uh, one of those freaks who takes care of things too much in that sense. So basically when you're going out, if you're, you know, doing sports yeah. or whatever it is, you're not too... Too protective, no. Too protective, I mean, okay. let's say... Have you, have you ever had a moment where you said like... Damn it. Like I have to call the production company now because I have a blister or. <laughs> well, yeah, a couple of times and I still didn't. And normally it's like, I, if I know the job so well, because by now, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years. If I know if it's not a video, for example, if it's mm -hmm. just an editorial and like most likely if it's for nail polishes, for example, if it's in the spot where I know we're not unlikely to see it, mm -hmm. I'm probably not going to say it. Although probably not the most professional thing of me. Um, but so far, so good. I've never had an issue with a client saying, look, this is unacceptable. We need to um, replace you with someone else. Like never okay. happened to me before. If I do have a cut or scar, there's always a great professional team who know how to cover up. Like it's, it's just one time. We're all human, you know, it's, right. there's no I mean, guarantee that accidents happen. Yeah, exactly. And unless you obviously come with like a broken arm, like that's probably a bit of a problem. Right. But. Yeah, I'm, I mean, ideally, yes. If there's some kind of problem like that, big burn, cut, or et cetera, I would probably have to let them know. Um, that's, I'm not going to be able to do the job for this or that reason. How was, like, how did you get the hang of, because obviously you, you have to have a sense how your hands look on screen and, you know, maybe yeah. you're, you're not even seeing the monitor or the screen. Like, yeah. so how's that, that learning process for becoming, like, let's say, Someone listening to this is saying like, oh, I have nice hands. Like, where should I start? And, and what should I practice? And how should I, like, what are the skills required? Yeah, well, so in my case, I feel like what I've been always complimented on is that I guess my modeling, modeling experience has helped because you always also, even if it's your full body, also still need to watch your hands. Right. But um, I guess with the whole new technologies and just like you said, the monitor, for example, monitor helps a lot because then you know why you need to land in frame. Once you learn all the terms and, and things you kind of pick up pretty quickly. If you, if you, you can see what you're doing and if there's a good guidance uh, from directors on set, it's really not rocket science. I mean, could you say what might be like a good versus a bad guidance on set for hands? Well, actually, I, I just mentioned it earlier. Uh, I I really do not like when people grab my hand and start moving it around, Does it? especially without permission. It's not like I'm one of those divas, no, but it's also because, again, like I may be laying down in like really uncomfortable position. They're grabbing it, they're putting it, but it doesn't mean that it actually can possibly go there. Really? Also, I feel like if you hire me as a professional, you've seen my work, um, you've given me the brief. If the brief First of all, I think this is really important. Give the full brief, explain what we're doing, not just throw me on set and say, all right, do your monkey job. If I'm giving a full brief, I know what I'm doing. I probably have done something similar before. I probably know what looks best, how to do it best. Because some people don't know. Maybe they're doing this kind of work for the first time and mm -hmm. I can give them some advice or suggestion as well. Right. Um, again, I'm never patronizing people or saying, oh, no, this is how we should be doing it. But I said, oh, how bad? Or maybe I know that we've done this before. And I do like when people take an advice, at least give you a try. As I said, you know, like if you hire me as a professional, I respect you as a professional. So I know that you know your job and I kind of expect and hope that people 
do realize that I also haven't done this for two days. I've done this for many right. years. I know what I'm doing and give me that room to expressing myself. And to be fair, many of them have appreciated that. And they said, oh, this was very helpful. Thank you so much. No, of course. Of course. Because I mean, I know sometimes, um, and that's why, you know, had models cost a little bit more than just getting, oh, like, let's take yeah. some actors. Like, let's tell all these actors to send pictures of their hands and then we choose the prettiest hand and then they come to set and then you realize, oh, they've never hand modeled. Yep. So it becomes it, be it becomes a bit of a pain in the ass because they're not as aware and that's where you start getting frustrated. Oh, absolutely. And you start maybe taking their hand and like, you know, positioning in, in screen yeah. where you go like, okay, this is where I want it. And then like, oh, okay. Yeah. But... With you, you know, who's had this trajectory, I can be more result oriented. I can say, okay, this is what we're looking for. I could even show you a mood or yeah. like a, you know, Pinterest board or whatever. Yeah. And then you go like, oh, okay. I actually love when people tell me, look, this woman, dude, maybe you have an idea how to, how is best to achieve it. You know, like it's more of a collaborative effort rather than mm -hmm. when people come up with a million of photos and try to follow exact same pose with completely different tools, you know, like one of those memes on Instagram and the budget and, and expectations. But, but sometimes you just don't have the same light, you don't have the same background, you don't have the same products or the image they want to achieve has been photoshopped to death or is, mm -hmm. even, is not even real. And when you try to show this or to explain it to a client, it's quite difficult. So, But what, what, what does be like, kind of like, if I hold my hand like that, I will have a, like a little fold here and you don't want to see this yeah, fold? <laughs> yes. Or like, for example, I've had, um, I'm obviously not going to mention names, but I had one client once, um, well, I was friends with a photographer and we know what we were doing. Um, but then the client would come and they say, oh no, but we want it exactly like on the image. But we would say, well, listen, the image is just a graphic. It's actually drawn. It's not an actual hand. Therefore, Correct. physically, it's impossible. It was like holding gracefully a little umbrella on the background, but with all the three fingers kind of flat to the camera. Uh, in the meantime, uh, uh, sort of doing a pinch. So like, it's, it's just physically impossible. And at this stage, you know, you need to kind of keep your cool and just be like, well, listen, I'm happy to do whatever you want me to do, but demonstrate it for me. And that's actually something I've done a couple of times when it gets really to the point when we, all of us are getting a bit frustrated because we can't achieve it. And I'm like, well, look, this is your reference, please show me. And once they start doing it, they're like, oh, oh okay, right. yeah, it is not possible. And even Bob. But even Bob is 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 given up, you know. Bob is uh, outside having a coffee because he's <laughs> like, well, this is not going to take us anywhere. So um, they are, of course, these kind of jobs, you know, when you're just, uh, it's a bit more difficult, but it's mainly a lack of experience perhaps sometimes or the amount of opinions on the job, which is also quite common nowadays, you know, everyone from... Uh, marketing to HR seems to be sure. in, excited to be on the job and they all want and have an idea of how things should be. But again, I feel like um, if any advice I, I can give is just if you hire a professional, believe in their professionalism, you hired them for a reason. You didn't just hire an Instagram hand model right? just because she's holding pretty her parking bottle. Or like a puppet. Yeah. 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 In that case, you know, give the liberty to cooperate and collaborate rather than just demand things, which again, of course, if it's something highly technical or, you know, there's many, many things sometimes when you need to learn in a job, like right. certain skills. Yeah. Uh, that's absolutely, you know, you, you, again, those people who may be teaching you the skills, they don't, they don't know how it may look in the camera. 
Right. But I, but I feel like, yeah, as long as everyone listens to each other, it's always a much better result. Of course. Are there any jobs, whether it's like jewelry or, you know, like nail polish or food? Is, like, is, is, is there any particular type of job or genre or job that you love and others that you might hate? <laughs> yeah, well... I guess um, there's one interesting thing in hand modeling. So this someone told me and I never really thought about it. But so, for example, my hands, my fingers and my hands are just quite elegant and elongated. And you think this should be the image of a hand model, right? But then the different requirements for different jobs. For example, I never really do stuff for cleaning products or supermarkets because it just as pretentious it may sound it just it's just not gonna look realistic you you wouldn't see and two elegant hands scrubbing the floor or right. doing the dishes because it's just a bit like hmm, doesn't fit right so same as like supermarket jobs which are actually amazing jobs to get first of all it's consistent you get good money they are normally very easy jobs you just need to like grab a pack of butter and put it in the fridge or something like that um, in my case, I don't do those jobs because I'm apparently too elegant for that. <laughs> too elegant to do the, to yeah. do the cleaning and the cooking and the scrubbing. Although, you know, cooking is different because, you know, yeah, okay. it's, it's a bit more, I feel like, um, and again, I am an actual real cook. And just like you said, you know, sometimes with these kind of jobs, they do ask for a little video if you can't obviously right. be there. I was just going to ask you, like, how is your, normally your, your casting process or like, how do we approach you? Like, what tubes do you have to jump through until you get the job? Well, I mean, I guess uh, one of the best things about hand modeling is that it's pretty much all direct jobs. You don't need to, um, there's quite an extensive portfolio line with my engines. They also know who is better for what. For example, Good you right. know, I do lots of nail work because I really long nail beds which gives them a lot of space to show them the color or the design they want to show but you know some girls are obviously better for other, other things you know be it cooking or or etc but yeah I, I i mainly do beauty jewelry lots of well actually quite a few drinks as well mm-hmm. so um so like the, the holding, holding a can, holding a bottle and the bottle's like nice and misty and looks cold. and <laughs> Yes. And another thing, you know, so nowadays what is really uh, quite common um, clients have figured that just for the same issue you, you described earlier, that as long as you hire an actress or a model or whatever, but they, they're not specifically, they don't know how, what to do with their hands. They don't know those, those things we do as hand right. models. But sometimes what they do, they hire a hand model for unrecognizable modeling. So, I mean, unrecognizable modeling is literally just chopping the, the model's face up till the recognizable part. So normally it's like above the nose, right. mm-hmm. just getting rid of the eyes. And then they hire you for beat, even clothes. But for bags, for example, you know, just holding a bag in the air sometimes doesn't give you the proportion of the items. So they like to shoot it on the body. So it's more like catalog work. And same applies for say drinks commercials or you know they like to also not except just having a hand they like to have a bit of a body and then that's a jackpot if you hire a model who is a hand model as well then right that, yeah of course that's quite a big niche for me i i do lots of unrecognizable hand modeling or slash modeling right, where they might like cut you off at the nose but at least like you can yes. take the glass up to your lips and like see mm. yeah exactly <laughs> or yeah 
that's quite common. Or, you know, um, sometimes they would actually pull your body apart, still kind of hire as an unrecognizable model. But like it happened to me far a couple of times, they would shoot an eye and then just the lips or and then just the hands separately. Definitely. And that's still considered part modeling. So um, yeah. that's also where I have a bit of a leverage uh, among others. Is there, I mean, there, there's a couple of jobs where, you know, like you, you just see a hand or whatever and they're chopping something. It's like, and then they say like, yeah, but we want, you only see the hands, but we want to see a lot of personality. And then one of the things that they always show you is like, you know, the salt bay, like dropping the, oh, the yeah. salt. I'm like, <laughs> has that kind of reached you to like, oh, how can you bring some personality into this hand job? Yeah, it does happen sometimes, you know, like say even those drinks commercials you do sometimes, they they give you the shaker and they're like, yeah, like put a lot of energy into it, but then your body is in it. So you can act a bit more rather right. than, you know, you can shake that bottle or whatever, the shaker much more vigorously and whatever it's, um, yeah, it's quite, it can be really fun. Um, we, we normally have quite a, quite a lot of fun on set, I'd say. There's lots of, uh, stories that make me laugh looking back. Maybe off the top of your head, maybe you have one story. Um, there's a couple actually, there was one recent, um, I showed up in job. Actually, I was given very little details. Of what are we doing? Uh, I just knew it was a lingerie brand, which was a bit bizarre to me. Why am I as a hand model in a lingerie brand? <laughs> and then it was the adult toys. Bling. And then, well, there's a place where too, right? Someone has to hold it. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was quite a um, surprising, yet also interesting thing. Because, I mean, I've never done any of that kind of things before but again you just treat it as a job it's just another thing to hold it's just another, you know you don't really have to do anything to, rather than holding thank god <laughs> but um there's just one of those another one um, i can say oh yeah i've done this job for ikea i remember and uh-huh. we were laughing so much on set because one of the main things i had to do was stroking a mattress and we just kept saying oh you need to like stroke it softer or imagine this and this and like I mean, there's only so much you can do with a mattress and a hand, right? Right. But it's just one of those things. You you need to try to have fun as well with it. And I think I, I love it for that matter. And since I have something to compare to, like normal modeling, which is, can be also, of course, fun, but majority of the time you need to like make sure the clothes looks perfect. There's just so many things which goes into it and your face has to be perfect too. Yeah, you know, I can uh, be a goofy and then still have a pretty hand in, in the shot. So that's beneficial. That's it for this episode of The Yummy Factor. If you like the show, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you have questions, you can find the contact information in the description box. The Yummy Factor airs every second Wednesday of the month. 